Hello, and welcome to Films and Phantoms with Kaylee. Before I get into this episode, NAPCO wants to thank its sponsors, West PA Systems, the electrical design build contractor for your 21st century home and business, in Dakota, the Dubois Area Council on the Arts. Oh boy. Is this... <laughs> this episode's gonna be a bit rough to talk about, so I'm... Today I'm going to be talking about Moon Knight episode 5 called Asylum. And the summary for this episode is Mark and Steven must find balance as supernatural threats ahead look to stop them. The director for this episode is Mohamed Diab. And the writers for this episode are Rebecca Kirsch, who also wrote episodes for Leverage, um, primarily... Um, seasons four and five early she's at least credited as a head writer for some episodes in season four and season five and also wrote some big Elliot episodes for season four and five and also was writer assistant for seasons one through three season five she was the story editor as well and the other writer is Matthew Orton so yeah because I thought it's a little bit funny when I heard Rebecca Kirsch's, or when I saw Rebecca Kirsch's name, because I was like, oh, where have I heard that name before? And so I looked at her IMDb credits, and that's where I had seen that she wrote some episodes of Leverage. So, um, you should go ahead and watch my Leverage series I have with that, because that's chaotic, and you're probably going to need to a little bit of fun chaos after this episode because it's a lot guys it's it's a lot so before I do get into this episode though I do want to issue a few trigger warnings for not only um child abuse um suicide and child death and um a bit of self-harming so, um, take care of yourself, um, when listening to this, and, yeah. Alright, so we start this episode with a cave that's filling up with water, and a boy starts screaming for help, and then we see a woman in a bedroom, and she's telling to a camera that this is all your fault, and eventually we'll find out who that boy and who that woman is and then <laughs> we cut to hippo goddess mark and steven all screaming then it cuts to Hera's office and um we see that it's mark is screaming and Hera's telling him to calm down but mark mark has like tape on his nose that's like um, what you would put on if you had broken your nose. And Hera tells Mark that he didn't shoot him. And his mind is vacillating between sense and nonsense. At Mark clocks a elongated skull with, um, like a circle on top. Kind of looks like a crocodile head, which makes me think that's some reference to Amit. Because 
think Ahmed has a um, crocodile head. And Harrow explains it as um, is a pendulum swing, swinging between reality, um, be, between a difficult reality, which is that marks a patient at Putnam Medical Facility in Chicago. Then Harrow's continues that reassuring that a reassuring fantasy he has created on his own. And he's some kind of superhero, and he's doing everything and everything possible to not look look within. But then I suspect, even though I believe it's been confirmed that this is not Jake, I suspect he is, because Jake has more of a New York accent, and um, also I guess. Jake's Mark might be a boxer or maybe Jake too is a boxer so that's the nose or the tape on the nose yeah the difference he has a more New York accent than Mark's more typical American accent and Mark just keeps or I think it's Jake actually but as far as we know for sure it is it's supposed to be mark so when i use mark up to here i'm using it in quotations just to let you know um and basically he just keeps repeating that he's not a real doctor and harrow asks because that's why he keeps starting imaginary fights in the hospital the repetition of it's not a doctor and harrow says he feels real and he feels like a real doctor and mark repeats it again Hair then goes with it, goes along with it a bit. He says, you know what? No, this isn't about me. Let's start with you. And uh, and then they they tried his way, telling him to retrace his steps. And then Harrow asks how we got there. Mark <laughs> asks how Harrow got there. And Harrow says he took the bus like he always did. Harrow then asks if he wants to know what he told them when he got there and asks what he was it says that he was in a place that was reminiscent of the office and it was in Egypt and he was with the rhinoceros. Mark corrects him saying it was a hippo. Hera corrects himself and adds that it talked. Hera then asks what he thinks and asks why he thinks it's why he or if he thinks that is sense or nonsense. Which now granted I'm not a therapist I guess this could be like proof that like Mark's making it or I don't want to say Mark's making it up because that's not what it is and I have my own theories about what it is but um I think it does actually kind of get explained a bit more but um I feel like if you're a therapist, you should not be asking someone what they think is real or not real. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just, that just doesn't seem right to me. Alright, so Mark continues saying it's nonsense. Mark says it's nonsense and Harris says he finds it encouraging and the struggle of mind will have to build places to seek shelter 
for different aspects of the self from our most dramatic memories, and it's called an organizing principle. And some people see castles, someone else might see a maze or a library, Mark asks, or a psych ward. Harris says it could be, but Harris says he finds it interesting, this new animal character. Mark says it's a hippo. Harris says he finds it interesting, and the hippo could break down the walls between him and Stephen, and they might understand. Mark's like, what? Harris says that before he got upset, he was talking about a boy, asking if he remembers that boy, and asked if he could tell him about that boy. Mark then leans forward and thanks him, and he's kind of like, this is where I think Jake comes into play. Or I think it's Jake because he gets like, he like leans forward and thanks him. He's saying he's great, and then he goes to stand up. He's holding up this like glass. I think it's like a sculpture thing, but it has a pointy end, and he's like gonna stab Harrow basically, saying they must be paying him to a lot to run the place. As Harrow buzzes for the nurses, and Mark continues talking, saying he's never felt so good, and he's gonna leave. Then one nurse grabs Mark as the other prepares the syringe. And Harrow starts yelling for the nurses to be gentle. As Mark's still yelling, and Harrow says he's not his enemy, and the nurse injects. It looks light brown, light brown liquid into Mark's neck. <clears throat> then we get back to Mark and Steven screaming. And Steven's recovering. He's like, Hippo! Hippo! And Mark's like, Wow, these meds are amazing! And the hippo asks Stephen if Mark's always so intense. <clears throat> <It's laughs> and Stephen's like, yeah. And the hippo asks if Mark and Stephen are twins. Mark says they aren't, but Steve says they, Stephen says they sort of are. And the hippo says that's a great, and it's cleared up the whole situation up for her. Mark says that makes two of them, because just a second ago he thought he'd been shot to death. The hippo says, this will really bake your noodle. But she thinks he's taking a little time out and they are actually dead. Mark, I'm sorry, what? And Stephen says they are and he thinks she's right. And the hippo says to hold on a second. It's been a minute since they've had a soul pass through there, through here. She then pulls out like papyrus cards and is looking through them. She finds someone. Sorry. She finds the right card and then like turns it around, which um, I do actually remember reading this in history class that um, ancient Egyptians and, and around that time period, they would use papyrus as paper. And it was actually kind of cool how they made um, the, use the papyrus to make the paper. And they actually also used to record information on stone um, called cuneiform. And, or I might be thinking, I might be confusing a couple things. But also, um, I think it's cuneiform because I remember learning about that in high school, in, um, not high school, in middle school. But and it was cool to kind of learn about that which actually kind of started my love of history which is why this series is so cool because then I'm like oh I recognize that name because we're about to get into a lot of mythology so 
which is actually something I'm going to bring up here in a few moments. <clears throat> and uh, the panromantic asexual woman, I am kind of tired of like seeing the only uh, like stories featuring LGBTQ characters the characters either end up dead like supernatural there's literally they had set up its main gay ship and they made it canon by having Castiel confess his love to Dean and yes, it was romantic, not brotherly. Don't argue with me on that. And the then having him sent to like super hell. Whereas like after a character like after he was finally able to confess his love, he ends up dead. And I know recently, um, with killing Eve and I guess, it, I guess this is a spoiler for the Kill and Eve series finale is after the two characters are finally happy one ends up dead and end up falling ends up falling in water and gets shot by a sniper like and even like all the other uh, um, stories featuring LGBTQ characters are usually involve like something with coming out and like yeah those like stories are bad but are this really the only stories that people can come up with like if and I know there are people who probably have created stories where a character or like where a character just happens to be but like if the if, now that I'm thinking about it I should say that when I say that like a character like just happens to be a minority and it doesn't affect the plot and what I mean by that is I do understand that sometimes like you do like the minor or the character whether it's like um the religion or their race or gender or sexual identity and ethnicity do affect the story because they have different experiences and like but if the who a character is isn't relevant to the plot then there's no reason why a character can't be that and have a good story so yeah I guess that's just my thoughts and I'm I hope I didn't use any of the wrong language to talk about these but yeah all right so 
just continuing on with my final thoughts i this episode was rough i am not gonna lie and i am a little sad that the next episode episode six will be the last episode of moon Knight because i feel like there's so many so much more that like can be done with the with uh mark and steven and like with layla and their like their like their dynamic and like with bushman because i don't know if it's ever said if i don't i don't think bushman's dead so i'm wondering if we're gonna see Bushman in the season finale because because the season finale somehow Mark and Steven have to or somehow they have to save Mark or save Steven Mark has to get out of the fields of reeds free, like get word to Layla free Conchu or free Conchu then get back to the world so they can heal and then stop Harrow. Because I don't know if they're going to be able to like bring everybody back that was judged early. So I don't know if if like all the souls coming in that were condemned early if those were supposed to be or if that was like Harrow pulling the trigger on it already which makes me wonder where Layla is because I mean it could be possible that Layla has dragged their body out of the cave and was like trying to like bring him back but I don't but Mark and Steven are dead so I don't know what Layla's done like she just left the body there and like gone off or what like what that was like what's going on there because we know she was in the room when mark got shot and we have no idea what happened after that so i hope layla's alive and i kind of hope we find like there's so many see there's so many like storylines that could be there's still like plot points that need to be resolved because you have like it's like somehow with the like this next episode you have to get Steven out or they have to get bring Steven back get Mark out of the field of reeds freak on you tell us where Layla is tell us where Harrow is somehow stop Harrow and maybe deal with the Bushman storyline 
or the Bushman plot point because you can't have like Mark saying uh, like my, like I started working for my old CEO. I started doing work for hire under my old CEO Bushman, and he was the one who and he wanted every like and he wanted to raid this dig site or wanted to raid this Egyptian tomb and it was him that killed all the hostages and it was him that killed Layla's father and he shot me too and you can't have like that like need probably need for revenge because I mean if someone shot me I'd want them to pay so I don't know if Bushman's involved I mean I mean it's possible Bushman might be involved Harris gotta get his information somehow right and who would know more about Mark than his old CO so I mean there's not exactly evidence to prove that he isn't so This next episode's probably gonna even be even more crazy, and I can't wait to talk about it because well, it's gonna be quite interesting. Sorry, this episode kind of was all over the place. I do hope you like it. All right, thank you so much for listening. To learn more about NAFCO, you can head over to nafco.org and follow us on our socials linked in the website to learn more about our sponsors. And you can also go into the episode description to go to my website where you can see all the other projects I'm working on and um, you can also go on nafco.org to support the podcast and uh, donate and to follow us on our socials so yeah the next episode i will be probably starting actually i haven't decided what the next episode's gonna be um actually no that's a lie i am gonna next time you will see me i will be talking about er no next time you hear me sorry (laughs) I will be talking about episode 6 of Moon Knight. And after that, I will decide what I am going to... What series I'm going to do next. So, thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode.